Hi, baby. I'm, baby, you have to listen to me carefully. I'm on a plane that's been hijacked. I'm on the plane. I'm calling from the plane. I want to tell you I love you. Please tell my children that I love them very much. And I'm so sorry, babe. I hope to be able to see your face again, baby. I love you. Bye. In a country that most people would struggle to find on a map, in a compound that few possess the courage to enter, men from my previous life took the fight to our enemy. In that compound, they found men that pray five times a day for your destruction. Those men don't care about your religious beliefs. They don't care about your political opinions. They don't care if you sit on the left or the right, liberal or conservative, pacifist or warrior. They don't care how much you believe in diversity, equality, or freedom of speech. They don't care. I'm sorry you've never smelled the breath of a man who wants to kill you. I'm sorry you've never felt the alarm bells ringing in your body, the combination of fear and adrenaline as you move towards the fight instead of running from it. I'm sorry you've never heard someone cry out for help or cried out for help yourself, relying on the courage of others to bring you home. I'm sorry you've never tasted the salt from your own tears as you stand at flag-draped coffins burying men you were humbled to call your friends. I don't wish those experiences on you. But I do wish you had them. Most will never understand the sacrifice required to keep evil men like those from that distant compound away from our doorstep. But it would not hurt you to try and understand. It would not hurt you to take a moment to respect the sacrifices that others make on your behalf, whether they share your opinions or not. It would not hurt you to take a moment to think of the relentless drain on family, friends, and loved ones that are left behind, sometimes for weeks, sometimes for months, sometimes for years, sometimes forever. Ideas are not protected by words. Paper and ink may outline the foundation and principles of this nation, but it is blood, only blood, that protects it. In that dusty compound, 
A man you have never met gave everything he had so that you have the freedom to think, speak, and act however you choose. He went there for all of us, whether you loved or hated what he stood for. He went there to preserve the opportunity and privilege to believe, to be, and to become what we want. You have the choice every day as to which category you want to be in, in which direction you want to move. You have that choice because the best among us, the best we ever had to offer, fought and bled and died for it. Don't ever forget that. What's up, What's going on, man? Welcome. Welcome. It's It's good to see you again. I was just talking to you like five minutes ago. I'm telling you, uh, I think our intro gets longer by a minute every week or something, man. Dude, every time it gets to the wife with the with the two soldiers coming to the door, every time, bro, it just all I can do is think about like when I was deployed and like if that happened, like what my wife's reaction would have been. God, that is gut wrenching. Anyways, guys, welcome to Sit Rep tonight. Uh, I decided to match Alpha's colors back there. I got the purple rocking with you and uh, glad to see that. Uh, we've got a an awesome guest lined up tonight. It's actually going to be his uh, second time appearing on the show. First time with Alpha, who decided to grace us with his presence uh, tonight. And uh, so let's go ahead and knock out our first two ads before we before we bring our guest on here and get rolling. And uh, yeah, first up, ladies and gentlemen, we've got... TWC, the wellness company, life is unpredictable and the next medical crisis could be just around the corner. The wellness company knows that being prepared doesn't have to break the bank. The wellness company's medical emergency kit is your all-in-one solution featuring essential medications like ivermectin, emergency antibiotics, antivirals, and more. The kit comes with a guidebook to ensure you use them effectively and a case to bring them with you anywhere that you might travel. Rest easy knowing you're in the hands of medical professionals you can trust, including Dr. Peter McCullough, Dr. James Thor, Dr. Harvey Risk and Dr. Drew Pinsky. Ready to protect your family without breaking the bank? Visit badlandsmedia.tv slash TWC and use promo code BADLANDS for an exclusive 10% discount, quality, affordability, and peace of mind. That's the wellness company's promise. So visit them at badlandsmedia.tv slash TWC and use promo code BADLANDS. All right. And if you guys don't have your medical emergency kits, man, just think when shit hits the fan and uh, China says no more. uh, What do they make? Like 96 percent of our medications. Yep. That was one of the most shocking things I think I learned during the covid pandemic. And they're like, we're not getting medications anymore, folks. China makes it all. All right. Good. No, I was just going to say that that's terrifying, bro. That they can just hit the light switch any moment they want. And where are you going to get your insulin? You know, where are you going to get? It's just, it's, yeah, wild, man. Yep, 100%. And uh, since we're talking about, you know, survival and everything else like that, not only do you need medicine, but you also need food. And that brings us to our next sponsor. 
No Bugs Beef, ladies and gentlemen. Badlanders have set No Bugs Beef on fire. Have you ordered yet? Let's face the facts. America's supply chain is going to be increasingly disrupted in the coming months, which means it's not if we'll have a food shortage, but when. Having enough protein to feed your family for several months is essential for your survival. And that's why we've partnered with BadlandsMedia.tv slash No Bugs. They provide sous vide, freeze-dried, all-American beef from ranches in Texas that have never, ever given their cows an mRNA jab. The beef stored in mylar bags with oxygen absorbers for maximum shelf life will stay shelf stable for more than 10 years without refrigeration and with maximum nutrition and flavor all you need to do is soak it in water and don't forget that part for 15 minutes and it's ready to eat these are not your typical survival meats they're premium cuts of ribeye new york strip tenderloin sirloin and chuck get your family ready for the chaos at badlandsmedia.tv slash no bugs and use promo code badlands excuse me, use promo code BADLANDS for an additional 10% off your order. That's badlandsmedia.tv slash no bugs, promo code BADLANDS. And I, I think I like swallowed a bug right there. But anyways. You, you choked on the meat because you didn't put no water on it. I got it right here, bro. <laughs> I eat these things. These are CanCon freaking croutons right here, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> and uh, tonight's guest, ladies and gentlemen, might know a thing or two about no bugs beef because he is the ceo of no bugs beef mr jason nelson jason how you doing brother hey i'm doing great i gotta be honest with you i was right when you heard did that thing where you're like uh let's just rush uh let me get these two ads out of the way i was like i wonder if he introduces our commercials that way and then you did and i was like well eh, at least we're like all of everybody else uh thanks for having me on to be fair like when when we say that like i'm just i'm just busting your balls brother don't even we do uh, two at the beginning so that we don't have to you know like don't don't incorporate me don't incorporate me in your we man yeah i heard that i heard that big fat we didn't you yeah Yeah. (laughs) hey i will say this though i have like sponsors i have like there's stuff all around here. I take, you know, the, the ascent, I take that every morning, CB distillery every morning. I've got my no bugs right here. Uh, our sponsors are absolutely incredible. You guys are, you have, you have rock solid. You guys have rock solid sponsors, man. I'm not, I'm not taking away from that. Yeah. You guys are awesome. Yeah. I was just busting your balls. I was like, when you said, let's just get these out of the way. I was like, wait a minute, hold up, go back. Yeah, Yeah. no, we, uh, I don't think that's why I'm on here today. I think we're here to talk veteran stuff, but yes, I am proud of my company. I, I mean, we're like all American. I was asked about this, um, by Fox, I was on Fox news the other day and they were like oh how you know like what do you what do you mean all american and i was like well our oxygen absorbers come from wisconsin our mylar bags come from orlando and the mylar is like made in tennessee like i had to go out and check all this because we started you know kicking vendors the minute we found out any of it came from china because like you guys just pointed out with medicine has such a, a clear point uh beyond under people lacking the understanding of how precarious our supply chain is is their understanding of where our stuff comes from of how much we ship out of I mean, we're back to the days of sending hemp out and coming back with rope right so it's just it's it's dumb um how we've done it i see that there's been efforts made by many awesome americans who are trying to bring production back and make sure that everything's done here i know a guy uh but i think there's lots of people who are doing that i think they're understanding like you said the covid uh lockdowns really taught people a lot about that, uh, about the impact that can have on the global supply chain and how that affects them locally, locally. And, and, you know, we're just doing our part to make sure that people have shelf stable animal protein that they can depend on. That's awesome. That's, you know, prime Texas cattle that, you know, uh, has been handled by people who care about your family. That's it. 
I know you want to get into the veteran stuff, but I got to ask this question because are you going to eat them dry as well? <laughs> no, okay, go ahead. Listen, I, I won't turn down any challenge. I'll, I'll do it once. I'll do it. Oh, no, it's not the way you do it. It's such a waste of good food. Go ahead. Sorry. But one thing that I learned during COVID, just like, you know, this, the percentage on medical stuff that comes from China was I also learned that when we go to the grocery store or your market, not everything that says, you know, organic or non-GMO is what it means to be. How, how hard is it as someone that's at the top of their company to make sure, hey, when we say that this stuff is real and natural, it is what it is because I mean, I was shocked to learn just because it says it doesn't mean it's true. You know, I'm going to frame the answer a little bit differently. So because I want to tailor it into the military thing. So <clears throat> I've been asked, I forget where I was asked this, but they said, you know, oh, what a, what a veterans bring? And everybody wants the same answer, you know, hard work and stick to and, you know, uh, willing to sacrifice. Everybody likes hearing that. Um, how about ingenuity? You know what I mean? How about uh, uh, dedication to effort? you know, how about measurable results? Uh, those are things. And I, and I, I look at when, when you talk about other, I don't know what other businesses do. I don't know what they do. I don't care. Here's what I do. I go out and I visit my cows. I go out and I talk to my ranchers. I go out and I see my slaughterhouse and I talk to the staff there and I become friends with them because I want them to care about our product. I bring them over and take them on tours of our facility. I take our people over there. We take our people that are there and we walk them through the entire thing. I send them home with the product. I tell them, it's yours. Take care of your family, but I want you to try this. I want you to, I want you to work with it. It's not hard to sit here at any point and just be involved and just ensure, you know, we were just going over the Q8. We actually took a company pause to, to reemphasize. None was wrong, but we wanted to reemphasize quality control. I just said, no, I need you guys to understand this. This is not stuff we're sending to people that they put in the back of a closet and 30 years from now they experiment with, you know, it's, this is food that I know I didn't start this mission because I thought, Hey, everything's going great. You know, it would be awesome. Freeze dry beef. You know, I mean, that's just not it. It's you're, you're looking around going, I, 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 this is what I did. I, I can see, I can do an area study. I can do an impact study. I can do a, uh, analysis of our border security and global instability and, uh, a, a senile president. And I can go through all these things and say, if you think you're safe and you think you can depend on everything, then cool. But I, I don't believe that. And, and I think as a, as a CEO, it's not hard to go out there and be involved and make sure that everything in that chain is exactly what you say it is. I mean, we, I remember when we found out a long time ago that our bags were coming for China. They were hiding it from us. The company was. And uh, we, I flipped my lid and we shut down production and found a company. And I went down and visited the company. And I was, where, where do you get your Mylar from? I don't even want to go just because you print here. What does that mean? But we don't play those games. And even if it means it's more expensive, um, it's, you know, we need to be relying on Americans. There is a lot of deception in that. So I used to <clears throat> I used to own a, uh, a veteran themed apparel company. And, uh, you know, what that was my same dilemma was everything I, ha I did had to be made in America. And uh, I couldn't actually find an olive drab colored T-shirt that wasn't made that was made in America. So that was the only thing that was uh, from a different company, a country. And I think it was from like, uh, Guatemala or something like that. Yeah. But yeah, there was another company and it's a very well-known veteran themed company and they're deceptive. If you read their tag, it says uh, 
it's it's either assembled in America or made in North America. And so it's yeah. not actually made in the USA. Uh, they make it in, I think it's like Honduras or Guatemala or something like that. They ship it up here and then they print on it. Now, granted, that's that's good. That's halfway there that they print it up here and use veterans and all that for for their printing. But to me, you're doing a big disservice and you're being deceptive when you try and say made in North America. So that your average Joe looks at that and is like, OK, that's good. Yeah. <laughs> Whoa. Uh, Lots of bugs. Yeah, I know I, there was that was just a uh, thought bubble. Uh, no, I mean, there's there's a lot of uh, people out there who who put out this idea that I don't know what uh, like you see the box that says, you know, on the outside made in the USA and then you open the product and the products made somewhere else, you know, but I there's a but I even hate it when I see, um, you know, like uh, conservative podcasters who are like yeah america i'll give you an example i joined a certain uh one to support somebody it rhymes with, i want i don't want to say any names because i don't want to get anybody in trouble but it rhymes with with clowder with chowder and <laughs> i got the cup and uh yeah uh and it was right on the bottom made in china they didn't even hide it i was like what <laughs> what's happening here like come on guys so uh, I, I think it's laziness, man. Yeah. You just got to commit to, uh, oh my gosh, my margins are going to be thinner, but you know what, in the end, and, and I'm, I'm with you, man, I'm all about supporting our, our allies. But the first thing is, did we expend the resource here at home? You know, did we uh, attempt to, you know, locally source it? Is there a reason to, you know, some things that aren't a reason to, and there are allies that we have around the world that are great trade partners. So I don't want to take from that. And we can't make champagne here. I think, but we can make sparkling white wine. Sparkling white wine, yeah. You just, just can't make champagne. I just wait for somebody. I just am so shocked that somebody in California didn't rename their town Champagne by now. Champagne. <laughs> just, just wait, man. Just wait. I just put it out there in the universe, and it's going to happen now. You guys both nailed something that's so important, you know, from from the manufacturing and the production side. But I also think us as the consumers need to recognize there's a responsibility on our end too. That, hey, if I'm going to buy an American-made product, chances are I'm probably going to pay a little bit more because the system is set up that way to discourage that kind of manufacturing production. And we have to be okay with that because at some point when we put that support there for that, we're going we're gonna to motivate more companies to say, hey, this is what we got to do. And that price does gradually come down. But as Americans, if we're going to say we're America, if we're going to say we're MAGA, America first, then be prepared to spend a few more pennies to, to get something. It's I think it's a, an overall team effort from not just the, the business, but also the consumer. Well, it's everything. It's everything. You know, you can't say so you want me to give back to my community, which we do. You want me to give back to the global community? Uh, well, you, the, you be a larger continental U.S. or slash islands community. Absolutely. You want us to... Uh, uh, pay living wage and 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 give people an opportunity for growth and development and career advancement. Okay, great. You know what? You want me to use all American cattle? You want me to make sure it's prime cattle? You want me to make sure nothing's been injected in it? That it's not been sitting in a feedlot getting nastiness in, inside of it? You want me to make sure it wasn't you know uh, uh, razor thin cattle that they uh, picked off you know that was wandering the thing or worse comes from uh, across the border? I mean, what do you want? want those things they 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 cost money not because we're being somebody's getting a ferrari it's because you know people it costs more we have a higher standard of, of living in the united states 
And and that's where other people have been able to undercut people for so long. They buy this stuff. Uh, like I see other people selling beef, you know, uh, freeze dried beef. They do. I don't know what a beef crumble is. I, I imagine they're probably a little smaller crouton. I'm not sure what a beef crumble is. I've never seen it on a cow before is all I'm saying. But, you know, there just comes a point where you just, you, you, you have to make a decision again, even like you pointed out as a consumer, like uh, what, what am I paying for here? And I look at the bottom of everything. I don't buy uh, foreign stuff at all if possible. And if I do, again, it's, you know, Japanese make really good cameras. I'm, I'm not going to lie, you know, that kind of stuff. But, uh, but it's just, I, I, you know, I have an Italian pistol. A Beretta? No, God, no. Oh, I don't know then. <laughs> yeah, no, no, I'm thinking Italian. I mean, Beretta's Italian. Uh, uh, I, I I put out I put out something. I don't have an Italian pistol. I put it out there as an example, but I don't also tell anybody what my firearms are. Oh, I got you. I got you. One of those guys. I yeah. don't. I don't either. I, I just, lost them all in a fishing accident two weeks ago. It was horrible. Yeah, I would, dude. It's a small world. I had the same exact thing happen, man. My boat sank, and I would. You, you were the boat across from me in the lake. I saw it, bro. Yeah, I'm I was waving. I shot a flare. I shot a flare to try and, but the coast guard was too slow. <laughs> no, yeah. Nobody came. Nobody came. But nobody came. <laughs> so, yeah, so Jason, that's it. Before we get too far, uh, too much further into this, just real quick, give us a a quick overview of your military service. I know. You know, we talked about it last time, but Alpha wasn't here. We got some new listeners, and so <clears throat> yeah, I, I got bad at this. Uh, uh, the whole history. I mean, I always don't know which order to go in. I I did the Marine Corps, uh, age eighteen, silent. So uh, wait, where'd you go, Alpha? Marine Corps. He's no, I know. I, I didn't ask that. He's oh, you're talking about oh, you're talking about which boot camp? Yes. No, I went to the real one. That'd be MCRD. Uh, MCRD San, San Diego. Diego. Yeah. Oh, do you know yeah. why MCRD San Diego exists, Ken? <laughs> it's because all Marines need little brothers. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I found myself at Paris Island at the age of 18, uh, and I was I, I sucked at it. I'm going to be really uh, I mean, I was one of those guys. I was way too skinny. I was like two pounds above double rats, and then I grew three and a half inches in boot camp. Damn. Like no, no crap. Like I went in there. I went in there like six foot, came out at six foot four, grew another inch in the next year. I mean, it was insane. So I, I look at my boot camp photo and I look like I just got liberated. You know what I mean? Everyone's like, welcome home after seven years. I was just like, hey, here's my uniform. It still fits. Uh, yeah, but I, I got, um, yeah, I went out. Uh, I actually, my first MOS was uh, 3381 Combat Cook. I was, uh, I went in 97 and no one told me that you, well, what they told you could only pick your MOS if it was banned or, uh, language, you know, that whatever. And I was like, well, but I don't want to go infantry. Like I want to go learn a job skill, you know? And you, you had Marine combat training and all that stuff. So I always felt like I was going to get everything I wanted out of this. So it was just like, yeah, but I want a job. So they're like, oh yeah, with your scores, you're definitely going to go Intel. I'm like, okay. And filled out all my stuff, my, you know, your paperwork. I'm 18. So it's like, you know, have you ever subverted the government? And I'm like, had to look up the word subverted. But uh, I go, now I, ha now I actually have to think before answering that. I'm like, well, defined. Um, <clears throat> but uh, yeah, they go in and I, I went in and uh, I remember, um, you. Uh, when did you go in, Alpha? Uh, a couple of days after 9-11, I signed up and then went to boot camp in January of okay, 2002. So way different experience. Can when did you go? Oh, I'm way later than that. I, I was like oh eight. Okay, so 
When I went in, it was a lot like um, Full Metal Jacket where everybody's sitting around and they're yelling what your job is. But we did it at the end of MCT, right? So we're all down at Camp Devil Dog and uh, where I met my first Hollywood little brother. And they were so cute. Uh, like, we had to rock hills. Like, we go uh, up hills. We're uh, real. Like, we lost we lost four people to cellulitis in one week. Shut up. <laughs> uh, must have been so hard on the beach. But anyway, we uh, <clears throat> I remember they sat there and they were just like, yeah, you're 3381 combat cook. I was like, what the hell is a combat cook? And I went to school at Fort Lee. And the only thing good about that whole thing was, one, I learned how to cook. That was the first uh culinary school i went to and um but it, it was actually great life lessons and two i learned a lot about the army which was a lot of fun being a very small marine detachment on a very large army training base ait and then uh and then i went out in the fleet and i ended up on the 30 worst mew um you know on the german town and i was so blessed about midway through so a year-long tour in the middle of it i got uh some lieutenant came down and was just like hey you seem rather unhappy and i was like you think I'm a combat <laughs> like, cook. I mean, we're, right. I'm a combat cook, which means that not only do I have to sit here and work KP duty every day for 16 hours, but then I don't get to sleep because I'm the lowest ranking person. So I'm there overnight and I have to go up and still do all the sock qualifications because we're going through our rotations. You don't get a choice. Right. So, and, and, you know, it's like, yeah, what, what's my job? Human shield. Oh, good. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, listen, if you could slow down the missiles before they hit the ship, we might be able to stay afloat. I'm like, okay, I'll jump. Uh, just tell me when. Uh, very, right. <clears throat> so, but she turned around and, and um, she, the lieutenant turned around and was like, hey, would you like to be on a NEO team? So non-combatant evacuation operation team. And I was like, yes, yes, I would like that job. And, uh, and it sort of started me on this weird route where I ended up being a rifle range instructor and um, ended up actually at MCRD San Diego. Uh, and, and closed out when I was, I went in the reserves because I wanted to go, uh, stay in and go linguistics. But they told me if you failed the school, you had to go back to your primary MOS. And I had worked so hard. <laughs> I mean, man, I was doing like, I was on the burial detail. I was the general's driver. I mean, I was like the NCOIC of the burial, you know, details of burying all those people up at Point Loma. I was the general's driver. I was like in charge of all these civilian, anything I could do to see people would forget what my MOS was, right? Like <laughs> anything. I'm not cooking. Every time they were like, hey, we got this mission where we got to send some people out on ship. I'm like, I know what a ship is like. <laughs> What are you going to do while you're there? I'll just keep you alive. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I know when to jump when the missiles are coming. So, <clears throat> yeah. So I just, uh, but I just looked at that and I said, now I'll go reserves and I'll go to college. And, uh, and, you know, I went to college and I learned how to read and, um, the Marine, <laughs> and once that happened, the Marine Corps wouldn't take me back. So I decided to go into army. I wanted to do uh, civil affairs and psychological operations. And that's, um, uh, that's under Army Special Operations, not Special Forces, Army Special Operations. Uh, and um, it was just like the best years of my life. I loved it. I loved it so much, uh, whether it be any kind of kinetic operation uh, and, you know, didn't matter. And even in garrison, you know, there was always work to do, always to improve. There was always, uh, you know, we only take in the you had to be a certain rank in the enlisted to come over that side an officer you had to be 03 or above to even branch over so you got a lot of smart people i think we had the highest rate of college educated enlisted it was something like 78 percent of people had a bachelor's degree who were enlisted just insane and and so you're just dealing with a lot of smart people solving problems around the world and i got to be 
you know, everything from deployments to being um, on the PACOM team. I mean, just a little E6 sitting on a PACOM team. They're sending me off to uh, battle staff and stuff. And I'm just like, man, this is for Sergeant's Major. And they're just like, yeah, you're on the PACOM team. And it was just great. And I loved it. And then um, things took a turn, you know, once I got hurt and you're no longer of use. And, you know, the they, you know, kind of, well, they tried to, but, uh, um, uh, and then the vaccine came along and that was sort of the end of how she wrote it. So this you was you right here. <clears throat> Sometimes the best job. <laughs> That's what? an actual U S army ad campaign. Sometimes the best soldier for the job is a Marine. That's an army reserve campaign going for prior service Marines that, that, that you, you know, but you, you, it's a, it's a great ad because they wrote it out. So you're not going to get any guys who are still ready for the Marine Corps. And it's not in crayon either. It's not, do you know what, do you know why Marines eat crayons? Um, no. Cause if you're going to deal with shit all the time, it might as well be colorful. Colorful. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, no, I miss I miss the Marine Corps, man. I missed all of the, you know, putting together everything with duct tape. And, you know, I remember being at Sasebo and watching a, a, a deuce and a half drive off the back and get everybody stuck. You know, like the ship couldn't move. I mean, I just like all sorts of great stuff. I've been all over the world um, deployed with the Marines. I I, 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 I don't think that I will ever. Um, I mean, I, I got the chance to even serve with them down in Helmand when I was in the Army. Um, and and I miss my brothers in the Marine Corps, but the Army had better resources, man. There was oh, money yeah. money to go after stuff. The only thing that bothered me was the little tabs they put on when they go, like you know, learn how to eat their food or whatever. How about when they wear like glow belts everywhere they go? Oh my God, that's hilarious! So I've <laughs> actually been to places, and I'm like why are you wearing a glow belt? And they're like, yeah. And it would be the best thing would be like Tuesdays after 20 hundred, you have to wear a glow belt. And you find out it's because somebody got hit after bowling night or something. Right. So <clears throat> I always thought, where do these stories come from? You know, when you're sitting in a schoolhouse and somebody's like, Hey, you're not allowed to do this anymore. You're like what? I wouldn't even like, why would you do that anyway? But one day I was at, uh, when we were at civil affairs course two, we were up on a, um, we just gotten these brand new Humvees. I mean, brand spanking new for our teams to go through our Q course, right? So we're on the final, like, literal final day of all of this. And we find this mutter course. Oh, man. I already know where this is going. And I got a photo, and I'm not going to search for it right now. But let's just say one of them didn't make it out, and it was flooded. The, the water, and we didn't have rebreathers, on, you know, anything, no stacks on it or anything like that. So it just died. And we had to get tow it out. We killed two Humvees and found out later on that we that one of our drivers who was his private had left the other Humvee in second gear the whole time, the whole time. So we ruined three Humvees in one thing. And later on, I had people that came to the course and they're like, man, you really wouldn't let us go on the off-road vehicle course. And I was like, oh, my God, I became one of those stories. You're that story now. I'm that was, guy. Was that in the Army or the Marines? <clears throat> that was in the Army. That's Gagan, by the way. I want to point that out. Gagan, if, you ever, if you're out there listening, everybody knows it was you. <laughs> That's funny because usually it's Marines that can break shit like that. The army is I, usually, you know, I, I got to tell you, man, I've, I've worked with enough operators and enough special operations guys that they, they can break stuff, man. They got it. It's Marines. There's, just the average jarhead just breaks like doors. Cause it's like it had the word in and out written on the wrong side or something. The Marine Corps wasn't about safety. So in the, no. in the no. week, week or two weeks before we deploy, they're like, Oh, 
we need backup drivers for our LAV, our LAV crew, right? Right. So they're just like, hey, who wants to drive one of these things from time to time so the driver can sleep? So a bunch of us are like, hell yeah. Hell yeah. Yep. <laughs> You're going to let us drive that? All right. All right. But you guys got to go past this course. You got to pass this course. Oh, yeah. Oh, that passed the course. Yeah. Right. So here's, the air, here's the air brakes. So they drive us to this thing and it's like, yes, let's go drive in a circle. And that little thing looks like a teepee. Just drive over it. Don't tip it. Oh, you're good. Yeah, you guys are qualified. When you get to Iraq and these guys need to sleep, go ahead and go ahead and drive. Good. You're good. So um, we get to Iraq. We're a couple of days in. And now the drivers are tired, right? Now now people are actually like, we want to sleep. So uh, for our vehicle, I was the backup. So I get in there and I'm like, all right, all right, this is how you turn it on. All right, we're good. So we're driving. And now there's these berms and we're probably doing, I don't know, 35 miles, 33, 35 miles an hour. Well, <laughs> I just remember growing up in high school, if you were in a low car and a berm's coming, you know, you go out and <laughs> you approach it at an angle. Right? <laughs> so, so we're getting close to this berm. I start to turn to an angle. Well, the vehicle commander is screaming. Well, I didn't realize that the plug came off from that little... Headset. Yeah, yeah. Maybe I just never plugged in. I don't know. Something happened to it. I don't hear them screaming, right? And I'm just, so we hit this berm at an angle. And behind me, they're just having, they're throwing stuff at me. So then I realize I'm unplugged. So I plug in and he's just, <sighs> what the? oh my God. It was like just screaming, what were you doing? I was like, isn't it at an angle? It's like you almost flipped us. I'm like, it didn't feel like it down here. Like we yeah, felt good. good down here, you know? I'm good. What are you guys upset about? So he's that, like, did you, did you do the course and all that? Yeah, but no one talked to us. I just went in a circle, went over a little teepee thing, and just showed that I know where the emergency hat what hatch was because they said if it falls on your side, you got a few seconds before that engine smashes you, and you want to run out that little square. Like yeah. that was the most important thing that I remembered. <laughs> that was it. Meanwhile, you didn't pay attention to how to unbuckle that seatbelt. Uh, so. yeah, <laughs> man. I, yeah, I have, a, I have my master driver's badge because every single time anybody was like, Hey, you want to learn it? Uh, like right when I was getting out, you have somebody go through all your stuff. You know what I mean? And they're like, Hey, did you know you have this or, you know, whatever. And then finally somebody goes, you know, you qualify for, you have your master driver's badge, whatever. And I was like, called my buddy at the Pentagon. I was like, hey, write up a letter real quick. What for what master driver's badge? I was like, why? I was like, I don't know, man. I just would rather put that on my uniform than anything. That's the only award I'm going to wear anywhere from now on. It's just my master <laughs> driver's badge. That's it. I just, just to say why, well, how did you earn it? Um, for most of them driving in a circle, <laughs> if we're going to be honest about it, driving in a circle, that was pretty, start it, stop it, drive it in a circle. Yeah. We're good. It, it's funny. Cause like you said, as soon as we got to where we're going, what do you think they did with all the backup drivers? They put us all in this group, and all of a sudden, it's like you don't hit berms at angles. You don't because they were at, they started. Well, oh, first time the yeah. actual drivers started to ask us questions, and we're yeah, just looking like, at them what like, do you guys know, like, um, um what? Yeah, what? What? Lance that? Corporal don't know. You don't pedal, know that? Like, yeah, that, pedal on the right. Everything. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know, I don't know what the hell Look, you're talking about. They pulled us aside. They drove us in a circle and they told us where to put the blinker fluid. That was it. Okay. That's all I know how to do. <laughs> ID 10 T cards. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, that was it. We went and collected grid squares for the next hour. That was it. I just don't know what else is going on. What do you want me to say? Where are the keys for the Humvee? You lost them. How the fuck did you lose the keys? You 
stupid son of a bitch. How did you do oh that? God, man, I, I, I remember my trial by fire on driving the uh, MRAP, you know, that little space vehicle. And uh, oh, no, what was the up armor? The bigger one. Um, the Matt V. Matt V. First time I had to drive a Matt V, it was on the ring road and they had just been, so my, my sec four had been like, they were just beat to hell. They were tired. Right. And I was tired too, but like, they're just tired in a different way. And so one of the, the team sergeant came over and he's like, Hey, Sergeant Nelson, you want to drive, you know, back over to the fob we were going to, and it's on a two and a half hour drive. And I was like, sure. Why not? Yeah. Let me tell you why not. Okay. <laughs> because, uh, yeah, I didn't know how to drive that thing. I had no idea the speed and I had no idea that the ring road was pretty much the surface of the moon. You know what I mean? Just craters everywhere. And I just thought I was going to kill everybody. And the window is this big. You know what I mean? It's like, I feel like I've been in an old world war two vehicle. Cause we're still figuring out ballistic glass. They're like, Oh, well the molten lava comes through there. You're dead, but everything else you're good. And I'm like, yeah, but I may have run over 86 people on the way here. Uh, but I just, you know, and then they're like, yeah, well, why don't you take the lead for a while? We're going to hop. I was like, why, why are you doing this to me? I thought you guys liked me. Yeah. I don't do that very well. It's the last time I pee myself when we go to a drop zone. One of the, one of the number one rules, one of the number one rules in the military for anybody out there listening is you never volunteer for anything. And the second rule is never let them know what you're capable of doing. Like if you have any prior life skills, do not ever let them know. When we got to Afghanistan on my first pump, bro, I was the only guy that could drive a front end loader. And we were in the middle of nowhere on a hill about 300 feet up that we had to build a base on and all this stuff. I ended up having a great time because every time they needed something done, they came to me. And I was like, this is great because every morning when we had to take the shit cans out and burn the shit, guess what? I drove the front end loader, put them all in the bucket <laughs> and watched all my other Lance Corporal fellow boots sit there stirring shit and burning shit and stirring it in the bucket. And I got to sit up there in the freaking cab with up armored glass and air condition and everything else. And I just got to sit there and relax, man. So that was yeah. the only time in my entire Marine Corps career that volunteering or letting them know you had a skill that they might be able to use worked out in my benefit. Other than that, never volunteer for shit. Guys. Well, we got yeah. bamboozled because it wasn't just driving. It was, hey, we need some backup drivers and we're also going to teach you guys how to shoot the 25 millimeter. So it was one of those things where like, hell yeah, oh, we're going to drive these things. Yeah. And then we'll, if something ever happens, we're the one that's going to get called. Guess what? We never got taught how to shoot that 25 we got i i remember this time i remember this time and I, i'm very careful about uh certain stories but this is pretty funny so we're all um there was a series of times when we had a lot of 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 missions running out right and uh, we would try and time everything so you'd have sec four come back you want to get people to get some break before your team go out but nonetheless is you have to have you know a rapid response team right now I'm blanking on the name of what it's called. Uh, QRF. QRF. Thank you. Quick, uh, quick reaction force. Reaction so, uh, right. So, I'm, so they're like, Hey, um, you know, you're, you're a staff NCO. You're in charge of setting up a QRF on these days. Right. So I'm like, okay, well, where are we going? They're like, well, well, you'll just go out here because we have a larger fob. that's not too far and you know, blah, blah, blah. And they send in whatever we, we got it. Right. 
Uh, and I mean, I, I'm, it's kind of a dipshit mission, so I'm not trying to talk it up. It was just literally just go sit out in, in a Mat V and, you know, hang out with your buddies in two vehicles inside the secondary, you know, part of the fob and then wait just in case to go out and provide some crew serve weapon support or whatever. But man, we just like, you know, it became after a while, kind of this BS thing where you're just going out there and I was using it time to prep for other missions and I'm just sitting there and. I'd either swap out with the driver or I'd sit over by the BFT and just work on stuff, you know, and we started making up our own call signs, you know, hold on, like hold on. your, your BFT actually worked. No, no, no. I didn't say that. I said, buy the BFT. I never, oh. <laughs> I got a whole separate story about some Lieutenant that I know for a fact has gone from this earth, but that's a separate story altogether. But we're sitting there and, you know, like it came down to, you know, you get bored. And, and again, these are just like four hour missions where you're just sitting there. So you get bored eventually, you know, you got your intercom. So we start just like, hey, we're going to make up call signs for ourselves because we hated the ones they'd given us because it was like a zobble or something. And so we called him like bull rider or whatever. And so I turned around and we all started calling ourselves by G.I. Joe names. Right. That was going to be our thing. Right. So like, so anyway, man. So one day something actually happens and we got to go out. And we go out there and man, nothing happened, right? We just held down like a little sector and then and then eventually pulled back in. But you know they got all that audio. And <laughs> snake eyes, snake oh eyes. No, I'm not joking, man. Like snake eyes, what do you see? Cobra Commander. We're good down this. <laughs> I got in so much trouble. I got in so much trouble for that. Just like had to go into the talk and I'm listening to it, listening to the I'm getting red in the face just thinking about it. Oh my god, I had to listen to it. And Major Major Gonzo is just sitting there all the time. I'm just like, we're bored. Okay, what do you want me to say? Hey, we did our job. Oh, we had no man. idea who was out there. Oh, yeah, you didn't see us from this building that you can see us from. That it was us. I was like waving at you the whole time, <laughs> but anyway, so, yeah, so. so so what do you guys think about let's we'll, we'll kind of get into something that's going on now so we got uh you know a few marines here what do you guys think and alpha being an lav guy what do you guys think about this new littoral uh platoon or what do they call it littoral ah uh, what the f so they're, they're transitioning you know marines have gotten rid of tanks right you know we, we got rid of the tanks and they're gone now yeah um, we're getting away from the old aavs or lavs and moving into new units uh like they're they're re like they're completely and the no not clitoral littoral uh, <laughs> nine four ones is clitoral no 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 marines marines we we suck at that give us a land nav map and we'll never find it um it, it's called like a littoral Pl uh, not platoon but whatever it is they're trying to make us more streamlined they're trying to get us away from heavy up armor uh you know tanks and stuff like that uh so that we can get on these you know the hovercraft whatever the hell they're called and instead of putting one or two tanks on there we can put you know five uh lavs or five high mars five trucks and all this uh and i was watching a thing about it and the whole concept of it is so that we can island hop again you know go back to kind of the the foundation of the marines you know world war ii the the, the pacific campaign and they're showing like this going on in taiwan and I'm sitting here watching this and I'm like, geez, Louise, man, like they're setting us up for this war against China. And what they're trying to do is basically strip us of all of our might and make us into like this streamlined 
you know, outfit to go out there and do that. Have you guys seen anything? I, I think they call it like rapid something mm -hmm. 2030, rapid force 2030 or something, almost like yeah, agenda. So 2030. It's uh, it's the third Marine literal regiment, literal. There I you guess, go. Literal. But uh, the sorry, I did some real quick. Uh, I'm like a speed reader and just went into this. But it, it was the th former third uh, Marine di Division. It looks like they uh, they adopted it. But it's uh, regiments include 1,800 to 2,000 Marines and sailors. So essentially, it's just a bulked up mew, right? But what they're doing is they're stripping it out. And like you pointed it out, when you have an LCAC that goes out, it can only hold uh, essentially two vehicles, right? And drop them in there. And what they're going to do. See, here's what I got a question about, and and this is a smart move, actually. I actually think, I mean, you're taking away a lot of uh, the might projection, but what you are doing is putting boots on the ground. And in the end, when you start thinking about drone warfare, right, and you start seeing what's happening in Ukraine and Russia, which, by the way, I'm really shocked at how often they show those war crimes where they're hunting down injured Ukraine, uh, injured Russian soldiers, and no one brings it up. Like, by the way, I'm not... I'm not pro Putin. I'm not pro uh, anything. I'm definitely anti getting involved in this crap. But the point is, is that uh, I've seen enough Geneva conventions violations to to serve me a lifetime. I don't need to see more on YouTube and everybody cheering it on. That's insane to me. And then when they don't realize that that buzzing they're going to hear one day is going to be somebody outside their door. But anyway, when you think about a rapid deployment force and what that really means, you're, I think you're talking about more of a World War II type element, you know, a light force that moves with some heavy weapons elements, um, uh, mortar teams probably uh, designed to secure small uh, air bases for drone elements, uh, probably to act as forward operators and forward spotters for uh, movements. I mean, against boots on the ground. That's the only thing, element that being able to take active special, I mean, our special operations and, and special forces have been just burnt out. So I think you could see the Marines being retrained to sort of do at a larger element size uh, a lot of what those are expected to do, which is to take um, sensitive uh, uh positions to knock out um, radar positions to knock, knock out satellite link ups, other things like that, and then hold that land and not be a target that's easy because it's sad, but a, a tank is now an easier target than a person. Infantry Marines now are getting suppressors, standard issue. That's crazy. Yeah. Which, the one thing I, I wish would have been done different though, is since we're making that move there, why are you getting rid of our snipers? You know, the, the, the snipers are so freaking important because, you know, you get you get to an area where you want to set up a base and sometimes you get the, you know, the upper upper brass. that's like, here, we're going to go. And then you get that dirty sniper that's over there. It's like, hey, sir, <laughs> you probably thought about this anyways. But, you know, this position would put, a, you know, us in the mark of a sniper for the enemy here, here and here. Yeah, I think they're depending on drones for that, man. I genuinely think that I, I mean, again, I, I can't talk too much about it, but my my brother you know his final posting at the pentagon he got to go down to alabama and see a lot of what they're doing and uh we're not seeing it uh we we don't see it obviously but they're they're gonna be out soon and they're gonna be on those type those elements are gonna be the first ones to have them and you're talking about smart rifles like you don't know and we're talking about integrated systems that you know you're, you're out there on the battlefield and you're maneuvering with your troops but you're also controlling a drone that's up there and is armed. I mean, it's a very different type of thing. I agree with you. I think it's dumb to get rid of snipers. First of all, that's what Marines are known for, but there's a reason for it. They have to get lighter. They have to survive. And their budget, when you're talking about maintaining those M1s, you know what the budget is? You saw what the Army just put out in order to move them up and keep, yeah, Con, like what was 
1.8 billion dollars i think yeah it's, one? Lud it's ludicrous yes no 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 for, oh, for no. all of our tanks but to turn around and just to just to do one upgrade just to oh just that to i don't keep know them up no this is like they're going to this annual maintenance program and they were talking about hey if you guys want to keep these running i mean they've been around forever man they've been yeah. around for 40 years yeah. right. and the yeah well it's also not what marines were intended to do like yeah. you know at that point we're we're becoming you know duplicates of the army and uh you know who was it that famously said you know that ensures a marine corps for 500 years uh i can't remember who it was um was it was it you're uh, talking about okinawa yeah it was in okinawa was it was it iwo jima was it the the hoisting uh, no but, uh, yeah but it was i think it was just yeah but go ahead sorry sorry but anyways that was the thing is is you know that'll ensure a marine corps for 500 years and um you know i mean we were becoming the army essentially I mean, now granted we were we've spent 20 years in a landlocked country two landlocked countries where there is no naval uh amphibious assault necessity but now that you know shit's about to pop off or or they they say it's going to pop off between china and taiwan uh you know naval warfare and and amphibious assaults become much more relevant there and it seems like they're trying to gear the marine corps back into uh you know the fighting force that they that they were originally intended to be and i i mean i think that's a little worrisome i i, I don't i a, a light a rapid what do they call it, a littoral regiment you yeah. know something that's streamlined uh you know not as much armor uh and to me like I don't know. We we have no business fighting in the Western Pacific, uh, you know, off the coast of 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 China, you know, going in the 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 islands to the north of Taiwan. I mean, it, it'd be absolutely insane over there for us to get involved in that with China's mainland right there. We would get our shit pushed in, man. Like we we're we're dwindling right now as it is. Uh, you know, we can't. Our recruitment is dog shit. You know, we're. I don't know. Well, do you, I'm sure you read that they just came out and said that the only. Uh one of our branches that got a passing rating was that could fight a war was the Marine Corps. And the main reason was, is the adoption of these new strategies. So I'm actually, I just pulled it up. So I'm gonna read you a couple of the things that they're saying. So a uh, variety of missions, including long range anti-ship fires, forward arming and refueling of aircraft, intelligence, surveillance, and reconnaissance of key maritime terrain. So not that I don't mean that, like I told you, so but when you think about it, Essentially, that's what they're talking about is boots on the ground. They want people there that can integrate into uh, the topography and be self-sustaining and that they could uh, 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 refit into a fighting force if necessary or just continue to resupply and use as human. And I, I think that I think we're we're just what's sad to me is that this first group, all you're pulling out of there are the survivors who are going to go on to become instructors to get everybody else ready for what they did wrong they're not getting enough, adopting enough people to make a difference. We're not going to actually defend Taiwan. And if anybody we send over there is a suicide mission. Yo, have you guys seen this video? Let me, let me play this real quick for you guys. Oh, let me just preface this by saying, uh, uh, this is very graphic as you can see the warning right here. So if you're, uh, if you have PTSD, if you're triggered or anything like that, uh, turn your head for a minute. It's only about 10 Ukraine ones. What's that? Just the Ukraine one. Mm-mm-mm. Okay, go ahead. Bro. 
That's in Mexico. Oh, so say the dude speaking Spanish. That's in Mexico. That's a cartel that placed an IED to use against the Mexican army coming out to their spot right there. Killed two Mexican soldiers and injured, I think, three others. I mean, that's some serious shit right there. Gee, I wonder um, where they learned that. Exactly. Exactly. You know, I I said this after, you know, Vietnam, you know, and, and Korea as well. We kind of see the the beginning phases kind of 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 a guerrilla warfare, you know, type uh, tactic. And then in in Iraq and Afghanistan, it was in full fledged. I mean, these people would shoot at you and then two seconds later, they'd be walking down the street waving at you, you know, and you just have no idea who they are. You know, the the, the biggest fear and I'm sure Alpha will concur on this. The biggest fear that we had walking the streets in Afghanistan and Iraq was not getting shot. It was getting blown up. An, an enemy that you can't see, that you have no shot at, at defeating. And you see this now in, in Mexico. It's like, whew, that's a little worrisome right there. Yeah, man. I was I was there when they had the little kids uh, bombing everybody. So mm -hmm. it changed drastically. I'm not going to get into stories, but it changed drastically our interactions. We'll say that. Yeah. yeah, they. you know, um, uh, one of the greatest things that I've been going around doing my media circuit for is to talk about what people don't understand about what this open border really means. Like they don't understand when you say that uh, uh, people from every nation on earth have come here. Um, let's skip the humanitarian, you know, Sarah, Sarah McLaughlin video, you know, of whatever. Let's get past all that for a second. Let's get let's get real. Um, hey, morons. Who's paying for a terrorist who just got out of prison in Azerbaijan to come to the United States? Who has the capacity to falsify travel documents? Well, but you know, I brought this. I had an interview earlier today, and and I was thinking, if people totally memory hold that uh, there were three different governments, Egypt, and there were two others, where the uh, essentially their passport printing press was taken you know, and, and hand it over to terrorists and uh, uh, documentation is all we have, right? We don't have a lot of biometrics on these people. And so you sit here and you go, okay, so for X amount of money, you can get a, a an authentic paperwork from another country. You can, uh, and these idiotic suicidal policies by the Biden regime uh, or whoever's in charge over there is, is allowing people from, again, how are they getting here, man? Alpha, how are they getting here? Uh, you, do you pay for it? I am paying for it. You well, sponsor you know what? You know what? I, I probably oh, yeah. am paying for it through proxy because the government takes my taxes, ships it off to another country where we don't find it, makes its way into terrorism, and terrorism pays for them to come back over so, here. They donate the money to NGOs. Those NGOs then turn around and directly bring people over here. And then once they're back in the United States, they go on the government dime. Now, again, let's skip all the immigration rhetoric and just go back to the threat. We have people who are shipped here to cause chaos, and they are here. They're here now. It's going to happen, and just like other countries have let happen in the past, including the United States, who allowed Japan to attack Pearl Harbor. Remember, we could have met them force on force. We could have gone and made a show of force and had, had an engagement, but that doesn't have the same resonance of, as a surprise attack, does it? Nope. 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 Patriot Act, Patriot Act Part 2, folks. Patriot Act Part 2. Uh, first part, this show is canceled. I mm -hmm. mean, right? 
hundred percent. So this is what's happening, and and any is and doesn't connect this border crisis to this. Doesn't start asking questions like that, like where did you come from? How did you get here? Well, why why is this? Um, why why do we have uh, millions millions the the entire you know uh, northwestern uh, population just doubled, and and we just where, where are they from? Who brought them here? What are they going to do here? Here's and, something else that, that scares the hell out of me. You have the LAPD that just graduated its first class that had illegals in there. <sighs> now, here's the thing. When, when I applied to be a cop, not only did I do a background check and they checked my school records, everything, they went and talked to my neighbors, talked to ex-girlfriends, all this stuff to vet all the stuff that I put in this document. How do you do that with someone that's from another country? Yeah, I, I you can't. I, I can't. I, I was colorblind. I got turned down from the marshals because I was colorblind. But I guess um, if I was just a different color or had different, uh, you know, paperwork, is that what it is? That's that's the only thing that you rely on right now is documentation that the illegals providing. And once again, like you said, Jason, there's an entity that printed a whole freaking background packet for them. Yeah, you, you, I mean, and it's on legit stock, man. Like this is legitimate paperwork. So we're not even talking about great forgeries. We're talking about the things that we set up as the minimum standard to do business. And everybody memory hold that. And I think it's on purpose. I mean, I, all of this is for control. All of this is for control. I started this company because I'm so tired of people controlling every aspect of our lives and not giving us our options. But it's about everything. I didn't serve for this. You didn't serve for this. I didn't serve so we could turn around and make excuses to why why uh, uh, our American citizens would be denied their basic liberties. And I definitely didn't serve so I could sit here and on the way out the door recognize that troops were spending more time learning how to be touchy-feely than they were working with their primary weapon systems. I counted up the hours. That's, in, that's insane to me. And, and that's not what I served for. I, I almost wish I could memory whole my last five years. We well, just real, real quick before I go, Ken, here's the thing, you know, like we kind of joked around, but serious, but serious in the beginning of I'm not telling people what my who, what kind of guns I have or et cetera, et cetera. Right. You have uh, an, an illegal who's probably really a terrorist that now works for LAPD. Guess what he has access to? And let's let's NCIC. All he has to do is get a call from somebody that says, hey, uh, give me all the people um, that have this type of stuff in this type of area. They got your current driver's license information. They got your current vehicle information. You, you just hand it over Intel to people. We don't even know who they are. It's insane. Absolutely insane. I mean, they can get a memory or a trace log on, on who accessed information, but there's a lot of ways around that, and it's not hard. They're not looking for internal. They're looking for external on those. We just, I mean, <clears throat> we're literally proposing sending another $60 billion over to to Ukraine here and, you know, not with a stipulation that they have to come to the table and negotiate with Putin or anything like that. But do you know, you know what the budget of the Marine Corps was for last year? Mm, I'm guessing south of $61 billion. I think it was 50 and a half or 50.1 or something like that. Hey, listen, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm all for, here's my th argument with anybody. It's like uh, trophy hunting. Okay. You can trophy hunt all you want, as long as, in my opinion, you bring an equitable weapon. So, you know, you got a cow skin rug. I want to see a wiffle ball bat that you beat him to death with. But <laughs> when you talk about going off to uh, to war, 
Um, if we're going to go off to war and that's what we're going to do, we're going to be the Spartans. Okay. Well, well then I want to rein in what's going on in Africa because we got child soldiers and, and we've got drug Lords in Malaysia. We've got drug Lords that we could be dropping cruise missiles on in Mexico. Hey, why don't we go ahead and just take in Mexico, the whole country. We can shrink our border down to uh, that big on the map. I don't know how that is in real life, but you know what I mean? I mean, like there's all sorts of things we could do if we were really colonial colonialists and, and imperialists and other such things. And unfortunately we don't, we pick and choose what we're going to go do. And somehow we've chosen the uh, blonde haired, blue eyed people of Ukraine to go and defend and uh, to sit here and make war over an area that, you know, wouldn't even show up. I, mean, I seriously, any, I did, there's like nobody that does their history at all and has no idea what's going on over there. They have no idea about that territory. They have no idea about the history of the people who live there. The same people who argue that you had Palestinians were kicked off their land for Israel, are the same people that won't argue that Russians were kicked out of their homelands. It's just absolutely dumb. And we're giving them 61 billion more dollars. More. uh real, real quick let's let's uh let's get to our next two sponsors here and then we can i, I want to jump back into that conversation right there uh so let's go ahead and jump into gold co ladies and gentlemen trump has been telling us that the central bank digital currency will not happen under his administration but uh, we got a while to go until then. Up until now, the digital dollar, the central bank digital currency, has been nothing but a headline. But right now, things are developing at a rapid pace. It started with a sweeping executive order from the Biden administration, and now central banks are even hiring for their development. Here's the thing. A digital dollar can be used to track your purchase control, track your purchases, control what you buy, and even seize or freeze your assets. That's why it's critical you protect your money with precious metals like gold and silver. We've partnered with top-rated precious metals company Gold Co. because they're a great company with an amazing reputation. Right now, they're giving you up to $10,000 in free silver while supplies last. Plus, all qualified callers this week will receive a free Ronald Reagan silver coin. Don't wait until all your money is under Biden's control. Go to BadlandsGold.com to learn how you could get started today. Again, that's badlandsgold.com. All right. And then we'll jump on in here. And ladies and gentlemen, whoop, tired of the endless cycle of buying and tossing those paper tree air fresheners, enter AeroTags, where their dream was to craft a solution to this very problem. AeroTags are the very first ever laser graved resentable car air freshener made right here in the United States. Born in the makerspace of the Cleveland Public Library, AeroTags is not just a business, it's a revolution and a testament to the American dream. They're not just about freshening your space, but about doing it better with a commitment to longe longevity, aesthetics, and sustainability. AeroTags are designed to last longer, look great, and reduce waste, replacing those fleeting scents with something you can count on. Don't forget your Badlands Media AeroTag, now available. Visit badlandsmedia.tv slash AeroTags, that's A-R-O, T-A-G-S, badlandsmedia.tv slash aerotags and use promo code BADLANDS for 10% off. Again, that's badlandsmedia.tv slash A-R-O-T-A-G-S. All right, special thank you to all of our sponsors. The Wellness Company, of course, No Bugs Beef, right on down there, uh, Gold Co. and Aerotags. So uh, let's jump into this conversation talking about the Ukraine and Russia thing. And, you know, a lot of people got a, a, uh, a red pill, so to speak with that Tucker interview from Putin with Putin last week, but then he dropped another thing this today, uh, this morning 
and it's uh it's about a three minute and 50 second clip i'm not going to play it right now but he went shopping okay he went grocery shopping in in russia and man i i feel so fucking lied to bro like i i really do like he's walking around in the grocery store and like we're told you know it's it's uh you know well we know it's not communist but but you know there's like the the shelves are empty and they're they're the sanctions are working and everything's like going to shit in russia and like everything's there like they have everything that we have and so then uh tucker and the people there they got a week's worth of food right and they're they're going up and they're guessing how much money this this is going to be and they filled like if your grocery store you know you got like that six foot long conveyor belt they filled that with food and like fresh food like you know vegetables that are you know fresh and not packaged bullshit like we get over here and they, they're all taking guesses what do you think this is going to cost so they're like four hundred dollars 350 bucks whatever 103 dollars for a week's worth of food that filled the entire conveyor belt a hundred and three dollars and they got wine that's insane man like so then i started looking into it and i looked at the median incomes of russia versus the united states median income in the united states is about thirty one thousand dollars right now you know what the median income is in russia a hundred and three dollars <laughs> twenty seven thousand so i mean that's it's pretty not close like, that's pretty close yeah yeah well i mean it's not like there's like a huge difference there it's not like you know they're only oh well they're only making median incomes ten thousand dollars so 103 dollars no man we've been fucking lied to guys you know um the thing the thing sorry i i have to comment hold on <laughs> you have a commenter on your thread i just realized there was comments you could watch during this hey uh there's a guy who goes mustard tiger i do not believe for a second that our military is nearly as woke as we are led to believe hey a mustard tiger yes it is it's way worse okay because um yes it is yes it is i just retired yes it is okay there you go all my friends who who are still in who are close to retirement literally are hiding right now they cannot wait to get out they are scared crapless of going to war with these people. So, yeah, it is. Okay, sorry. Ukraine, uh, Russia. Well, There's to, so much that we're not being Add told. to that too, Jason. Uh, Go ahead. Sorry. I know people hate to hear this, but rewind the clock all the way back to what Obama did. when He, he got rid of those uh, almost 200 of our generals. Hey, you listen, I'm going to rewind it all the way back to 1997 when I sat there at the obstacle course on Paris Island and then looked at our obstacle course and then looked over to the right. At the shorter obstacle course and said, what's that one for? And they Women. said, for the female Marines. Yep. And I said, oh, so North Korea is going to lower the obstacles based on gender? Is that how that works? And the idea was, well, they're not combat, but they have to do everything Marines do. And I respected that. Uh, that's changed, folks. They keep lowering standards. Standards of war do not change, period then how you're going to act when your life is in danger, when you literally, your life is at immediate risk, you are about to live or die, uh, is going to be based on a lot more um, than than classes you took that were all touchy-feely. But uh, Ukraine, Russia, I think we're not only being lied to about the causes, we're being lied to about the severity of the war. Yeah, there's a lot of people dying over there, but it's not the same. You know how I know it's not the same? Because I don't have anybody screaming at, you know, and holding protests that they should. I mean, Hamas is holding terrorists. I mean, excuse me, hostages. They're terrorists holding hostages, right? 
and however you feel about the Israel conflict, right? Because I know there's a whole schism there. The fact of the matter is, is they're they're holding hostages. That that's not the sign of a of a of a force on force war going on. What you have going on in Ukraine and Russia is a force on force war, and it's looked at completely differently. And I got to tell you, from the videos I've seen, from the sources I have on all sides, um, the uh, Geneva Convention is being followed on one side. That's a that's just what I'm I'm hearing, and I'm not saying that there aren't civilian casualties. I'm not saying there aren't collateral damage. There, there is obviously the natural. Uh, um, that's what happens in war. But I'm talking about deliberate violations of the Geneva Convention, deliberate violations of civilian rights. De- deliberate. They suspended elections in Ukraine. They're killing American journalists in Ukraine. And we're getting nothing out of it. We're we're giving them billions and billions of dollars, and we 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 we're, we don't even put up a stipulation. You want more money? Then you got to try and at least negotiate some sort of a deal here. And and Putin, uh, excuse me, Zelensky has said we're not going to negotiate with Putin. Period. End of conversation. And we're still like, oh, okay, that's fine. I mean, last time I checked, we're a little bit on a on a, a, a higher power scale than Ukraine is. So why the hell are we bending over for them? Like, you know, I like their, their shit don't stink or something. I, I, I because, because they pay for the, the extra money for the guidance packages. That's it. They really? bought the one five. Yeah, no, I mean, that's an actual fact. I can, well, they're, I can they're buying you. all they, our old shit. They're buying. No, all no, 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 no. They're buying the stuff coming right off the line right now. Uh, I, well, I'm telling you, no, this is a, this, they are buying. They're not just buying one five five rounds with two or three powder packs in them. They are required to, in order to use the money we give them, they got to buy the full shindig, and that's expensive, man. These rounds start getting up there in a hundred thousand plus round every time. Kachunk, that's just money, man. Cha-ching. That's the sound it makes whenever you fire off artillery uh, that's made in the USA, and and all that money goes right back. And and who gets elected, right? That chase chase where their money comes from. This isn't hard. I mean, this is it's weird to see. It's it, because so much information is so public. It's not a conspiracy theory anymore. It's just a conspiracy. And there's a difference. You know what I mean? And having been a part of that machine, I'm not I'm not ashamed of my service in any way because I served for my brothers and sisters. Right. That's that's who I served with. Mostly brothers. But that uh, that's who I served for and with. And I served for this country and I served to defend this Constitution. And, and there and and there are so many other. Fa- but I didn't, I didn't go to war to go serve rich people. You know, or people who uh, are are making uh, billions off the suffering of others when they could have sued for peace in Ukraine and didn't. That that should have been a massive red flag for everyone. They could have had it. Why did we spend what was the total up to right now? One hundred and eighty billion. Well, if if this if this package passes, it'll be two hundred billion. Yeah, two hundred billion dollars. What would two hundred billion dollars have gotten the United States? A wall on the southern border and the northern border. Let's go beyond a wall. What else could have gotten? Seriously. Yeah, we could have internet across every uh, population area. Rural, urban, doesn't matter. Could have made iPads here for every kid in, in, in America to have for school. You know, strip them down to school. Paying down our $35 trillion debt. Oh, don't even get me started on that, obviously. But I'm just talking about just generating. If you're going to generate jobs, you could have at least made sure that the end product ended up here. Because that's all it is. It's just the government spending. 
government spending and and are we watching our our dollar become de- devalued we're watching the BRICS nations you know uh, uh, positioning themselves and you're seeing it right there you're seeing it in a russian grocery store my my grocery bill yesterday when i stopped um we do like english breakfast style in my house we eat a big breakfast smaller lunch smaller dinner right but um i don't and and obviously obviously i don't shop for meat uh so we're just talking about vegetables and starches and other things uh 586 dollars none of my kids are over the age of eight man wow 586 dollars that's that's ludicrous and that doesn't and i, and I don't mean the wrapper and that's without me <laughs> yeah that's without me slow on that one but then i got it yeah thank you <laughs> uh i i'm just saying it's it's you know we we we're so much is wrong and the as i was I, I do uh, just enough interviews that I feel I don't want to repeat myself. So I don't know if I've said this already, but so much has gone wrong that I've gone beyond the accident phase and then the bad job phase into the, this is a good job because it was planned phase. Yeah. That's the only, Occam's razor comes down to that. There's only, this has to be on purpose. So the last time you were on the show, Jason, we got to start wrapping up here, but the last time you were on the show, we were talking about, you know, prepping and everything like that. And, uh, I wasn't, you didn't have the most optimistic, uh, outlook, <laughs> but Hey, I mean, look, to be, to be fair, you, you do have to have a little bit of a doomer, uh, look when it comes to, to prepping, because if you don't, if you try and be wrongfully optimistic, then people don't do anything to prepare. And then you have, you know, we were talking, we, we, we're not going to rehash it, but we were talking uh, last time that, you know, within the first 90 days, you lose uh, a, an overwhelming majority of the population because they, they, they weren't prepared. They don't have water. They don't have food. They don't have medicine. They don't have anything. So how's your outlook on that now? Has anything changed or is it getting worse with the border crisis with, 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 you know, the progression of the wars? Where are we at? Yeah, my wife asked me the other day, she, uh, not not yesterday, today, she said, why do people keep talking about prepping like you're doing something different? You know, uh, just just 80 years ago, this would have been called what we call prepping today would have been getting ready for winter. You know, I mean, our, our our air conditioning went down last year and because we didn't have the parts because, you know, COVID or whatever, uh, uh, we our fridges went down. We lost all of our food, couldn't keep food. I know I ate. Why? Because I happen to know a guy who owns a freeze-dried beef company. But, you know, we, we heated rice and we we actually, you know, all of these exactly. But that's literally what we lived off of. That, we had vegetables from our garden. But my point is, um, you know, prepping, I'm going to use that word, isn't because it is, a, you know, in our company. But prepping is not about preparing for the inevitable war or the inevitable solar flare that knocks out energy and sends us all to the dark ages. It's about being prepared for, uh, it's so that you're never at need, so you're self-sustaining. Why would you not want to be an American who's self-sustaining? Why would you not want to be able to look your family in the eye and say, I can take care of you? I, I don't understand that. That's embarrassing if you can't say that. And especially when you've been warned and you know what you need. We know there's only two weeks worth of food in any storehouse around the country. Uh, uh, you, you run out of electricity. So you don't even have to think months ahead. Uh, what would we do for a year? I got to tell you, if you haven't started making those plans, you're already in trouble. That's my outlook. You're already in trouble, folks. But you can still take care of your family and you can still start making plans. Some of the most basic things are just water, food, medicine. And, and you've been given two of those solutions today, and I'll give you a free one. Just go get a gravity-fed immersion water uh, uh, filtration device. That's it. 
Okay. Uh, and, and you don't even need to, an immersion. I'm sorry. I'm blanking on what the stupid thing is called. Uh, the charcoal. No. Yeah. But it, uh, it pulls the water reverse out of it. For it. Re reverse osmosis. Thank you. I'm, I'm man. My head is still oh, at work. Uh, I'm thinking about immersion water heaters. Uh, but yeah, but you have, I mean, these are just basic things that you can do for your family to keep them safe. And where are we headed right now? Has it gotten better since the last time we talked? Because um, have we been, has it gone from border crisis to border not crisis? Has it, has it, have we seen less terrorists come across the border? Have we seen less wars started since you and I last talked? Have we seen less escalation? Have we seen Iran not claim Antarctica? <laughs> that was nuts. I mean, I'm just saying, by the way, I want to do a side-by-side -side picture of Iran and Antarctica and just point out that they really suck at real estate investment. But <laughs> I just, like, this is, you know, like, has that happened since we last talked or has it gotten better and gone the other direction? So um, I don't know what else to say anymore, folks. I didn't start the company because I, I said, hey, this looks like a great opportunity. I, I'm, I'm not the face of people that scare people. I'm, I'm the face that encourages you and makes you feel better. And so this is a really bad mix for me. So uh, why am I doing it? Because because I can, I can do it better than anyone else. And I can take care of you and help you take care of your family and I can commit it to you. And I, and I have a history that you can easily research that shows that I care about the people around me and I continue to serve my community and always have. And, and I want to just extend that to you because man, I worry about all of you. Not all of you. Some of you know what's going on. You know what I'm talking about. Not, not you. <laughs> Not you, monkey, or what was his name? I don't want to get get him all mad at me or whatever, but yeah. Yeah, yeah, sorry, Mustard Slayer. I don't know, whatever. Yeah, not you, you're good. I was just bringing up your point, yeah, but yeah. Obviously well-prepared with Mustard. Alpha, before we uh, before we wrap it up, you got any final questions or comments or anything? Just for the people that are listening, you can lie to everybody else, you can't lie to yourself. Think about just in the last 30 days, the money you've you spent. How much of it went to something that you really needed and how much of it was wasted? And that money that was wasted, how much could you have used to prepare yourself for your family if you would have spent it somewhere like what we're talking about right here? Like, it just, just be honest with yourself because we say, well, times are tough, times are tough, times are tough, but we still manage to buy a lot of nonsense during times that are tough. So how about we be responsible for the people that were you know, trusting their lives with us, wives, kids elderly and just be prepared better to have it not need it than need it not have it yeah get your reverse osmosis machine you can always take it camping okay they're not big and go out and get your heirloom seeds you'll just be that cool person with a garden in your backyard and it'll make you feel calm on sundays okay but better than more importantly is that you're a person who's who's taking ownership and just so you know when i was like okay i'm gonna start putting together my kit right a few years ago when you know People started bringing it to me like, oh, I got to go buy seeds. Yeah, and yeah. then people were like, well, make sure you buy the right seeds. I'm like, what are you talking about? They're like, there's seeds that you need to get called heirloom seeds so that when you grow your produce or whatever or your vegetables, you know, you can take the seeds from them as well. Right. And I'm like, you're telling me not all seeds are like that? No. They're like, nope. It's just crazy stuff like that that we don't know. No. And, and, you know, there's just a lot of things people don't understand about their own diet, but you talk, you guys touched on it earlier, medicine. So 
whether you, whether you go to Prepper Beef, uh, excuse me, I don't even know what I'm saying right now. I, I want to say my company all the time, just to, but yeah. Anyway, if you go to nobugsbeef.com, whether you go there or whether you go and and you're you're looking for a medicine pack and and uh, you you know you want to trust companies that have people who have experience in these fields and who are really genuinely looking out for your best interest. And you know, I say it all the time. I'm not telling people just to go out and buy beef. I'm, if you don't have water, it doesn't do you any good. But uh, you can't live on on beef alone, folks. You need to do more than that and go out and learn some skills. Learn how to can food, you know, learn how to preserve your own food, learn how to find a neighbor to trade with, get some chickens. My goodness, folks, start taking care of yourselves. I was uh, this many days old when I realized you don't need a rooster with your chickens to have eggs. No. I'm so ashamed. I'm so ashamed. You actually don't want a rooster with your chickens to have eggs unless you like what? Unless unless you're growing your unless you're growing your uh do yeah. I, hold on. I really need to question um Pan, can you tell me do we need to take a step back here? So when a bird loves another bird very much, <laughs> a mommy bird and a daddy bird sometimes do a dance and a baby is born. You, you know what you need the rooster for? You need the rooster to put some razor blades around his his. <laughs> his uh, what do they call the what do they call the the claw the talon? talon? Oh yeah, talons. Spikes. Talons. Spikes. spikes. Yeah, you need to put some razor blades right above the spikes. That way, when the raccoons or anything else coming in trying to kill your chickens, the rooster will defend them to its death. Are you applying prison rules to a chicken coop? Hell yeah, I am. Hell yeah, I am. That that rooster. I, I love that. That's raccoon, he comes in there and tries to steal them eggs. He'll come out there and just yah yah with the with the razor with the razor wristbands or stuff. Alpha, and I'll dude, give you a, I'll give you a free one. Okay, make sure that when you build your chicken coop, it's on wheels. <laughs> that yeah, that's another good one. So you can move it from space to space. So when the yeah, chicken so you, oh shit. Yeah, chicken chicken poop is a great fertilizer, man. So you gotta you can just put it on wheels and you keep moving it. Just scoot it over and then plant. Yeah. 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 Till the earth. I wouldn't just like put a seed in chicken poop and then say, I hope this works. <laughs> We're solid. But they're hey, heirloom seeds. Listen, I still got to look up the word subvert. <laughs> so you need to be very, I'm still relying on picture instructions to figure things out here. Rock or something. Yeah. <laughs> he said, oh, all right. It says right here. Rock or something. Planning. Oh, so let me just. What? <laughs> all right. So we. We uh we got two two rumble rants here. Liberty Line says I need a no bugs beef baby food because Gerber's is disgusting. Um, I mean, well, just, that's a puree. Just make uh. So when we make our homemade baby food, we just um we make sort of essentially a stew, um, and we just make sure not to add too much salt, uh, because that's just not good for babies. Things like that, um, and keep it simple because you if they have an allergy, you want to be able to isolate them. But we start with a basic stew and then just use an immersion mixer to uh, uh puree it. It's beef. Once you rehydrate it, it's just beef, folks. So if you want to turn around and then cut it up, put it inside of that. And like I said, you like you would with any baby food, you're gonna overcook it which stinks, but since it's all going to stay in there, all the nutrients do stay in there. I'm talking about your vegetables and all that, and then you'll just puree it and, and make it as a baby food. I would make a baby food for you, but it would be overly complicated, I promise. <laughs> all right, and then he says, for all the money we sent to Ukraine, we could have made all of our schools much safer and guarded like banks. That's a yeah. great one. That's we a great also one. Could have, we've also could make sure that every uh, uh, medically retired military veteran um isn't all of a sudden taking a 60 percent drop drop in income and a 200 percent risk of suicide increase yeah 
see that well okay i thought you were gonna go are, are, are you saying are you making the implication that veterans guard the schools oh i'm just making any implication that we could spend the money better than sending it to ukraine because that's actually one that I disagree with. You hear that one? All no, the time. I don't think. No, no, I don't think veterans should be in schools. I don't think that's how it works. I w- well, I think some of them could. But... Some of them could, but that's not. You, you don't blanket wash any group with that task. No. Right. Exactly. Right. Exactly. Yeah. People, I, people. I don't. I hate the idea that oh, you served, you must be trustworthy. Exactly. Um, let me explain something to you. Ten percent of them were poop bags. Shit bags. You can say. You can I don't. Say, I keep forgetting if I'm allowed to swear or not on the show. Yeah, you can swear. The shitheads, yeah. man. There, you got a bunch got of, a shit of shit bags. Bag. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, I don't, I, I, I just saying like you've got really, you've got people who think that what wrestling is real, who are in the military. And those are the people that, you know, just, just trust me. And, but by the way, anybody who says, trust me, never trust them. So, uh, but <laughs> like the, the military is full of, of crap bags too. So, um, anyway, yeah. Yep. I just want to go on record and say I knew wrestling was fake. I, I, were you going to say when you were this day old? I was about to say. I know. I know someone in the chat's like, "What do you mean you don't need roosters to have eggs?" I know I'm not the only one. Somebody needs to have some integrity. Eggs, it's unfertilized. What? It's a natural. Let me ask you something. Do you do you need to be in the room for your wife to go through her uh, cycle? No, I do not. Okay. Well, there you go. Same thing. Putting that that out there. And out. also, and also, humble bragging about the fact that I know enough about women now to be able to say that comfortably without brushing. Ovaries. It's <laughs> <laughs> one of those things you just get a little awkward. All right, Jason, <laughs> uh, thank you so much for joining us again. Where can people find you on social media and plug No Bugs Beef one last time? But use promo code Badlands, folks. Go ahead. Okay, so uh, you can find me on X at at Real Jason Nelson, and you can pretty much find me anywhere else just by using your search bar engine. Uh, and you should go to No Bugs Beef and use promo code Badlands. Yes, there you go. Promo I did it right. Badlands. I didn't even write it down. I did well. Just because I've only had- been hit in the head fourteen times. Jason's going to give you guys all 80% off just because he hesitated. I know I'm just kidding. You'll get 10% off with using our promo code there. And uh, Jason, appreciate you as always, brother. Thank you for coming on here. Semper Fi. And uh, we'll get you back hey, on. Here. You want, you want a bonus? You want a bonus 5% off? Sure. Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, put promo code storm in there and I'll, on, on, on. Oh, we can't feed. do that because then, then it, then it's circum- no, I'm telling no, it'll go to you. I got oh, it. Will. Yeah, yeah. Don't worry about it. I got it. Okay. I know what goes All on the right. back end. Yeah. There you go. Special, off. For, special for sit rep listeners. And, and an free extra, shipping. An extra 5% Ooh. off and free shipping. Use promo code go. STORM and you're still helping Badlands. Jason, thank you so much, sir. Semper yeah. Fi, brother. Semper Fi, guys. All right. Take care. All right. Well, that is going to wrap up tonight's show, ladies and gentlemen. Alpha, any parting words? I just want to say I know I'm not the only one about the rooster thing. <laughs> you're I know never going to let that shit I go. Know. Everybody's trashing me in the live chat, and I know someone in there's with me, man. I know someone's in there with me, dude. I, I got I, shit. I got shit last week over the plantains, man. Like people were like, "He's Mexican. He doesn't know what plant." I'm like, everybody <laughs> should know what plantains are, man. The dude living in the whitest guy living in Idaho knows what plantains are. So no, the, the only thing I got, man, before you hit that outro is this: I hope people really take this information seriously. You know. The, just the last thing you want, you know, especially I'll, I'll speak to the, to the men, the husbands and the fathers. The last thing you want is to have your little kids looking at you saying they're hungry and you can't do shit about it. Don't, don't be that guy. Hold on. You had a really good message right there. 
but I gotta I gotta just correct uh Nunya in the chat there saying that that plantains aren't bananas. Plantains are bananas. Platanos <laughs> means bananas in Spanish. <laughs> and so does banana, but but so does platanos. So uh, we're gonna have this debate again. And I'm judging based on the 941 that she's in Florida. So or he, maybe, I don't know. But all right, guys. Thank you guys all so much for tuning in. As always uh cheers cheers i'm all out but cheers i'm gonna go have a glass of wine with my wife and go to bed because it's late and i'm tired and uh i will see you guys tomorrow morning at 10 a.m on badlands daily and then why we vote at 7 30 p.m alpha what you got coming up you want to plug it uh just go to the alpha warrior show.tv you'll find everything alpha everybody all right god bless guys we'll see you all tomorrow <laughs>